Well, welcome to the Empower Church podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and ultimately empowers you to influence people and transform cities. Enjoy the message. Well, as we are continuing our series called Come and See, I just love what God has been doing over this series already. I just kind of just thought about this this morning. I haven't actually preached to to the physical church on this series yet. It's the first time it's been online. and uh, But I just hope that God's been speaking to your lives and speaking to your hearts. But as well as that, I love the fact that, that there were people in our lives. If you're a Christian today, you're a Christ follower, there are people in, in our lives that spoke to us. Maybe for us it was 10 years ago. Maybe it was 30, 40, 50 years ago. But there were people, family, friends that were in our lives that spoke to us and maybe said the words, come and check it out for yourself. Come and see for yourself. Or they had a conversation with us. Or they invited us to a church service. Or they invited us to an event. You know, I, I, just, I just love that, that God has used people in our lives, you know, to help us take steps to Jesus. And how many know today that God wants to use us to help others take steps to Jesus? That's what come and see is all about. That's the heart behind come and see is that, you know, Jesus said, go into all the world uh, and, and make disciples of the nations. He said in Mark 15, 16, he said, go into, go and preach the gospel to all creation. And, and I love that Acts 1.8 also says this, another version of the way Jesus was saying it. You know, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall receive power and you will be my witnesses to the, all the world around you. How many know that it's important to God? I mean, if Jesus said it multiple times, and, and I, I think this, if it's the last thing he said, it's important. You ever notice that? You ever notice that? You know, the last thing you say before you walk out the door and you're saying something to your kids to head to work, remember to, remember to take the garbage out, son. Remember to do this. Remember to do that. Hey, remember, how many know it's important if you're saying it? It's the last thing. All right? Hey, remember... Remember, and this is what Jesus is saying to us, that before he went to be before the, the Father, seated at the right hand, I just love the, the last words he said to us was, hey, go and bring me to the world. Bring my gospel to the world. And if it's important to the heart of God, I really believe it needs to be important to us today. Do we believe that today? I wanna share a quick story around, you know, Acts 17, when Paul the Apostle was, you know, was going, he was, he was planting churches throughout all of Asia Minor, the known world at the time. And uh, he went into Athens. And uh, Athens was really this um, kind of smelting pot of philosophy and knowledge. And, you know, some of the best thinkers and minds were there in this city of Athens. And uh, so Paul goes in there to, you know, preach the gospel in the marketplace. And as he's in there, he preaches and, and shares Jesus so well uh, to the people that they grab him and they bring him before the high council of the whole city. And I love what they said in Acts 17, 19 to 28. They said, then they took him to the high council of the city. Come and tell us about this new teaching. They said, you are saying some rather strange things and we want to know what it's all about. It loves that statement, come and tell Come and tell. Hey, isn't that incredible? We're, we're preaching a series called Come and See, but you know what? When, when we've shown Christ to the best of our ability, isn't it amazing when the people around us say this? Will you just tell me more about that? 
Can you, can you tell me more about that? I love that the people of Athens, they said, come and tell us more. Come and tell. And I, I love that Paul is now, he's in the marketplace, but now he's in front of the most influential of the city. He's in front of all the thinkers, all the ones that make all the decisions. And he's got a moment to share Jesus, to preach the gospel to the most influential people in that city. And, uh, and I love that Paul was ready at all moments and in all times. I love that it didn't matter whether it was in front of the most influential or I think about the time when Paul was actually in, in Philippi and him and Silas, his, his sidekick, you know, were, were, you know, they were preaching the gospel and, and this young girl that was demon-possessed, he cast the demon out of her and she was a fortune teller. Okay, so overnight there was these guys making money off her fortune telling and they went broke overnight, all right? So they got a little bit upset about that and uh, they beat them up and threw them in prison. And so here we have, you know, Paul and Silas were preaching the gospel, had one moment where they cast a demon out and they get beat up and put in prison. And so in prison that night, I mean, you know, they're a bit sore. You get beat up, you're bleeding, you know, and it's midnight and they're, they're, they're singing hymns. They're worshiping God. And they're worshiping so strongly, the power of God comes into the whole jail home and then opens every prison door up. The shackles break off their hands and feet and everyone's free in this moment, all right? No one leaves, everyone stays because how many know if something like that happens, you're a little bit freaked out. You're like, I don't know what to do, all right? And, uh, and so the Roman guard wakes up, he thinks everyone's escaped and Paul calls out to him and says, hey, we're all here, it's okay, we're all here. And I love in that moment, even though he's been beaten up that day, he still takes the time to preach the gospel to the Roman guard. He still takes the time to go to his home and actually sees the, the man's whole family get saved in one night. And I love the heart of Paul. I love his heart that he is prepared at any moment to bring Jesus and to share the story, to share his story and to share the story of Christ. I love what 1 Peter 3.15 says. It says, Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. What a great statement. Always be ready to explain it. You know, we all have a testimony. We all have a story in our lives of how Jesus has impacted our lives. Every one of us. Every one of us has a message a story of what Christ has done in us. And, and sometimes we can think, oh, well, that was so many years ago. It was like 30 years ago. That was, you know, 40 years ago for some of us. Maybe for some of us, it was a month ago. But we all have a story. We all have a testimony of what Christ has done in our lives. And, and even if our story was 40 years ago, how many know there's been, there's been things along the journey where God has been good, He's done great things in our lives, and that adds to the story. It adds to the testimony. It's not just the testimony of when I got saved, but it's the testimony of walking with Jesus, the testimony of the journey with Jesus, that this is a life that can be lived here in this life. You can live this life with Christ. It's powerful. You get to do it with the Creator of the heavens and the earth living inside of you. That's the power of the story. And see, even though we have this story, I believe this, you don't ever let it get old. Don't let it ever get old news because you might think, man, it's old news. But what is old news to you is good news to somebody else. 
It's still good news. It's the gospel. It's still good news. And we should never get like, you know, that, that band that's been around for 40 years. You know what I mean? Every time they go to a new place on tour, everyone wants to hear all their old songs. Well, we don't care about what you just wrote 10 minutes ago. We want you to play the hit. Play the good one. You know, oh no, we really want to play this. No, no, play the good one that we all came to hear you play, you know. And, uh, and, and so it's kind of like that, is that, that there's nothing more powerful really than our story of what Christ has done in our lives. It's a powerful message of what Jesus has done. Amen. I love what Billy Graham said. He said, the late Billy Graham was one of the greatest evangelists of our previous century. He said, the unbelieving world should see our testimony lived out daily because it just may point them to the Saviour. How many know our testimony isn't just the story we say from our mouth, it's the story that we live. The story we live from our lives of what Christ has done in us. And we're not perfect, it's not about perfection, but it's about bringing Jesus to our world around us every single day. Taking the moments, taking the opportunities and remembering that our story is not, I was once bad and now I'm good. That's not our story. It's not from bad to good. Remember our story is this, it's from death to life. That's our story. Because our story is I was once dead in my sin and that means dead spiritually on the inside in my sin. But when I found Christ, or Christ found me, I came alive spiritually to Christ. I came alive. I was made alive in Jesus Christ. I finally, suddenly realised what I was born for, what I was created for. It was found in Jesus. So our story is never from bad to good. It's from death to life. Amen. And the reason I do good is because His life lives in me. That's why we do good. Amen. And so the heart with this is that I want to encourage us today. We will have those moments in our lives where someone will be like the Athenians to Paul, will say, tell me more. Tell me more. And we want to be ready in those moments to say, God, I want to share the story of your goodness in my life. I want to show that to the world around me. And I want to encourage us today. Hey, you know, when was the last time we did share our testimony? When was the last time we did show and share, you know, what Jesus has done in our lives? I want, I want to encourage us today. You know, even if it's been a while, why don't you look for the opportunities? Why don't you look for the moments? Let's look for those moments in our lives, with our family and our friends and people that we work with because there's always those moments when people are just, they're like, hey, can you tell me more? Can you tell me more? And we want to be ready in those moments and you might be thinking, man, I can't really speak really well. I don't really know what to say. Hey, I want to encourage you. God will give you the words you need to say by His Holy Spirit. He said, I'll give you the words you need to say in that very hour. So do not be afraid of the gospel. Do not be ashamed of who Jesus is in our lives because when those moments are there, oh, the Holy Ghost is there too. And we can trust God that He'll be with us. Amen. And I just want to encourage us today. Let's be like Paul. Let's be ready in those moments to say, just be ready to share the story. Share the moment. And, and you know what? Sometimes that story, it can only go for, for five minutes. It can only go for one minute. I've had conversations with neighbours where I've planted seed with neighbours around me and it was like less than 30 seconds. Like, because that's all they'd give me. They weren't giving me anymore. It was like they shut off, changed the subject. Hey, look at my gutters, look at the trees. You know, they're just like, you know, it's like, 
It's all good. Okay. You know, and, uh, and, and you just got you to, hey, what is that seed? I'm just going to plant it right now. It might be just something. Hey, I'm a Christian. Just letting people know. Yes, I do go to church. Just letting people know. You know, just so that as we live this life, it's more our, how we show Jesus through our lives that gives us the opportunity to one day share Jesus through our lives as well. Awesome. The second thing that I believe is so important is to tell His story. Tell Christ's story. Tell the Jesus story. You know, Acts 17, to 27 says, So Paul, standing before the council, addressed them as follows, Men of Athens, I noticed that you are very religious in every way. For as I was walking along, I saw your many shrines, and one of your altars had the, this inscription on it, To the unknown God. And this God, whom you worship without knowing, is the one I'm telling you about. I love that, Paul, when you read this whole passage, and I encourage you to read Acts 17. Read it all. But it's incredible how Paul really unpacks the story of creation and unpacks the story of the reason that Christ had to come. It's, it, he, just, he just really, just step by step, unpacks it with all these people of, of why God made the world, why He created it, why, you know, why Jesus had to die because of the sin of all of creation, and why He had to be that sacrifice. I love the story that Paul brings about Christ. But I think about this, I love how he began. Hey, to the unknown God, the unknown God. And then he starts from there. See, today in Australia, you know, the latest McCrindle study that was brought out, there'll probably be a new one soon, but the latest one that came out said that one in 29 Australians have never heard of Jesus. One in 29 Australians have not heard of Jesus. Now, you've got to factor in and take into consideration with that, that statement that there are people who don't speak English, there are people that are multicultural that have immigrated to Australia. There are people, that, all sorts of different people in that category. And if we're looking at 25 million, 26 million, that's probably 827,000, I think, people that have never heard of Jesus in Australia. I mean, that, that alone says, man, I need, to, I need to bring the gospel to my world. I need to let people know who Jesus is. But for the rest of Australians who have heard of Jesus... The key is this, is that oftentimes what they've heard may not be the truth of who Jesus is. So they've heard about Jesus, they've got a thought about Jesus, but it's maybe based on what their parents told them. Maybe based on what they heard on the, on, at the work site. Maybe it's based on what social media told them or what media is telling them, what movies have told them. It's, it's based on maybe pieces or what they've read about, but there's all sorts of different kind of views of who Jesus is. And that's why when we're bringing Jesus to the world around us, we're bringing it, yes, hey, this unknown God or this God that you've heard about, but I wanna let you know that I actually know Him. I know Him. I can talk about Him. I can share about Jesus. I can let you know about who He is. And I love the truth of the gospel and the way that Paul sets this up is he said that, that hey, this God, this unknown God who you're worshiping and you don't even have a clue who He is, all right, this unknown God, He's not far away from any of you. He makes that statement. He's not far from any of us. He's right there. You know what he was saying? He's knowable. He's there. He's present. 
He's not a God who's distant. He's not an idol that you just worship and this carved image you created. He's not that. He's, he's, he's not in any of those things. He's everywhere. He's with you. He's around us at all times and He's knowable. He's present. And I love that the gospel message that Paul begins to unpack is this, that, that the truth of the gospel really does come back to John 3.16. I love this verse and most of us know it off by heart. But the gospel summed up in this verse, really, isn't it? It says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. See, Christianity is not a religion per se. Christianity is a relationship with a knowable God, with a present God. It's not just, you know, most other religions are about, hey, do these 10 steps and you climb this ladder and you'll get to a state of meaning or you'll get to a higher state or you'll get to a, you know, enlightenment or whatever it may be. There's all sorts of different things that you can get to, all right? But I love that, that it's not, Christianity and the gospel isn't about, you know, for God so judged the world. It wasn't for God so disdained the world. No, it was because God so loved the world that He sent Jesus down the 10 steps into our mess and into our brokenness and was born in abject poverty and grew up as a physical man, even though He was divine and He was God. He was fully God and He was fully man at the same time. And He lived a real life and He did exist. And the truth of this is that God so loved us even though it was our sin and our rebellion against God that we pulled away from God. It was our disconnection from God. God didn't say, because you disconnected, I'm gonna pour that judgment and that wrath on you. No, no, He said, I'm gonna send my son and He's gonna take it for you. He'll take it for you. There was no other man or woman that could take it, but God did it Himself. And that's the beauty of the Gospel, is that the Gospel is about a God that loves us so much that He sent Jesus to be that sacrifice, to take the punishment of our sin, to take it all for us, three days later, rise from the dead in victory, defeated sin and death, made a way to know God for ourselves. So to the unknown God, to the unknown God, he made a way that He can be known. And He is known through Jesus Christ, His Son. And see, the beauty of this is that I wanna encourage us today. Let's take the moments in our lives to remember what the Gospel means to us. Don't ever forget what the Gospel means to us. I remember one of the first time I preached in, at, at church. It was kind of a youth takeover night, morning. It was a morning. And I uh, grew up in our Innisfil location. That's where I went, grew up in church and... And I was 14 years old, and I remember my youth pastor, he said, hey, I'm not preaching, you're preaching. I said, really? He said, yeah, get it ready, it's next week, all right? And I remember, I remember like, I kind of done a couple of things at youth, I'd done a few preaches, but I was 14. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll get it together. And I remember that morning, I'll never forget that morning, because we were singing about the blood of Jesus, I remember that day. And we're singing about the blood of Christ. And, 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 and I, I, I'm, I'm about to get up and preach. And I had this encounter with God that was so strong. 
is that I, was, I saw Jesus at the cross. And for, for the, one of the, not the first time, but I'd had this a few moments before, but it's a little different when God starts encountering you and you're weeping on the front row because you start seeing what Jesus has done for you. You start remembering what Jesus has done for you. And here I am understanding, Lord, I, I, get, I understand what you've given for me. Lord, I've gotten so caught up with, with life and the stuff that's going on around me that, that God I almost, it, it takes moments where we forget how much you've given. We forget that you were the lamb, the spotless lamb that was slain for our sins. And here I am having a vision of the cross, of the nails in his hands and his feet, of the blood that was shed. And I felt in this moment, it was all for me. He did it all for me. He did it all for everyone. He did it all for us. And I'm weeping on the altar. I'm like, God, I gotta stop crying because I gotta preach. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you know, dry the well up here. You know, it's this is this is epic. You know, and 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 I, I realize now why God did that. Because I got up and I just preached the gospel. And uh, and and I just love that in that moment. God moved on the church and God moved in that moment. But I had to remember in that moment why Jesus did it all for me. And see, I wanna encourage us today. Let's never forget what Jesus has done for us. Let's never forget the price of the cross. Let's never forget, because I've said this even over the closest series, and I wanna remind you again, is that all of heaven is in worship. And why are they worshiping Jesus? Because worthy is the lamb that was slain. Worthy is the lamb that was slain. Behold, worthy glory, honor, and power, blessing be given to your name forever and ever and ever and ever. Heaven is not forgetting what Jesus has done. We should not forget what Jesus has done. We should not let it just flicker off because we're just too busy. We should allow it to grip our hearts so much because when we remember, all suddenly our eyes open up and we can see those who are not saved. We can see people around us who don't know Christ and have not experienced His love, have not experienced His deliverance, have not experienced His healing and the life that He can bring to their lives. And God wants us to be switched on to remember this is what the gospel means to me. I'm gonna tell His story. I'm gonna let people know what Jesus has done so that they can know, hey, what I have experienced in my life, they can have it too. They can have it too. See, friends, I wanna encourage us today. If we wanna allow the power of God to help us switch on to the lost around us, to those who don't know Jesus around us. Let the gospel grip your heart again. Grip your heart. If you're online today, let the gospel, let what Jesus has done grip your heart again. Because the heartbeat of God is those who don't know Him. It's us, yes. He's blessing us and He's protecting us and He's looking after our lives as His children. But He also wants to reach those who don't know Him. And He's using us for that. And I wanna encourage us with that. One of the great places that we start, if we have people in our lives that don't know Jesus, and we all do, we've got friends, we've got family members, we need to start this, in, in this place. We've got to start to pray. Begin by praying for them. Pray. Pray every day for those who don't know Jesus. Because you can't pray for someone and not have a heart for them. 
You can't pray for something to happen in someone else's life and not have your heart start beating to see that change in their lives. And we need to be praying for those around us who don't know Jesus. Hey, I wanna encourage those today who have been praying for a long time for a loved one to be saved. Don't stop praying. Keep praying for them. Keep interceding for them, believing for them. I've still got relatives in my life that's been years and years and years we've been praying, but we're gonna keep praying. We're gonna keep believing God. When the time is right, they're gonna come back to Jesus again or they're gonna come for the first time in their lives. So let's, if we wanna switch on to the gospel, let's begin to pray. Let's begin to pray for those who we, we believe can come to Christ in our lives. You know, along with that, let's be ready in the moments. Let's be ready every single day. You know, when we're at work and we're around people who don't know Jesus, hey, don't be ashamed of letting people know that you're a Christ follower. Let them know you're a Christian. Hey, we don't know what their reaction. Sometimes people are a little bit like Paul. I've found that I've found this. I've had all sorts of different reactions when I've let people know that I'm a Christian or I've been on a flight and I've said, hey, I'm a pastor, a pastor of church. I've had some people that haven't known what to do with that. And I've had other people that have been like, tell me more. Why do you do that? What's that about? Hey, I, my grandmother goes to church. You ever had that one? I've had that so many times. And I'm like, you, are, you, buddy, you got to understand that grandma, she's praying for you. And she's praying so much that you got to sit beside me. And you just can't underestimate the praying parent, the praying grandparent, the praying child for the parent. Can't underestimate it. It's powerful. But it's being ready in the moments. It's being ready every day in our lives to say, God, even when I'm busy, even when there's a lot going on in my world, God, just help me to be aware through the Holy Spirit. Even if it's just a 30-second conversation, even if it's just quick, help me to be able to sow those seeds and be ready to even say like Philip did to his friend Nathaniel, why don't you come and see? Why don't you come and talk? Why don't you have the conversation? And when, those, when there's others around us that say, hey, can you tell me more? Let's be ready. Like Peter said, in those moments, to be ready to explain the gospel in those moments to others. Amen? See, I wanna leave with this moment right now as the musicians and singers come. When we think about come and see, somebody in our lives prayed for us. Somebody in our lives went beyond their comfort zone went beyond their fears and went beyond their awkwardness to invite us. Somebody did that in our lives. I think back and I think of my own parents that, you know, by the grace of God, they were found. But my uncle, Fred Bartolo, who's, who's pastored churches and he's, he's just a great man of God, he got saved radically. I mean, his life was crazy. There was so much going on in his world. But he got radically saved by Jesus Christ. And he was saved. And then he preached that message to my dad. And my dad and my mom came to Christ and they got saved. And man, their marriage was on the rocks. They were on the, man, they were at the point where if, if it wasn't for Jesus, I don't know where our family would have ended up. I really don't. But, he, but, but Jesus found us. He found my mom and dad and therefore it found us and it encountered our lives as well. And Jesus got a hold of our lives. And I'm thankful for that story. I'm thankful for when I truly surrendered my life to Jesus as a 10-year-old boy because it became real for me. 
It wasn't just I'm coming to church because mum and dad are bringing me every Sunday. When I encountered Jesus for the first time and, and understood, wow, you really are real. I was around it, but man, in that moment, I'll never forget it. That's when I gave my life to Jesus. And let's never ever forget that, is that somebody spoke into your life. Somebody went beyond their fears to help you to connect to Jesus. And see, what we're saying is this, is that the world right now, it needs hope. Our world needs hope. It needs life. It needs peace. It needs answers. And you and I, we are the vessels that Jesus is walking through. He's moving through. And sometimes it will mean that we will be having to step out of our comfort zone. Sometimes it will mean that we'll go beyond our fears because the Holy Spirit will lead us to do that. But that's okay. That's okay. Because that moment may lead to the salvation of someone's life and their family. And oh, it's worth it. It's worth it to feel awkward in a moment. It's worth it to push past our fears in a moment because someone else's life is encountering Jesus. Amen. You know, just in this moment now, if we can all just close our eyes across the auditorium. I want to ask if there's people here today, and even if you're online today joining us from wherever you are right now, maybe you don't know Jesus. Maybe you've never said a prayer to accept Jesus into your life. But I want to let you know today, you're not here by chance. You're not online with us by chance. You're here because Jesus wants to connect with your life. That's why you're here. And maybe you're here today and you've been searching for answers. You've been searching in all sorts of different places for meaning and life. And, but praise God that you're here today. There's a great quote by a man by the name of Blaise Pascal. And he said these words. He said, there's a God-shaped hole in every human heart. A God-shaped hole. See, it's only Jesus that can fill the God-shaped hole. See, as Paul was, was preaching and teaching the Athenians, he was saying, hey, you're worshiping all these other gods, but it's really only Jesus that can fill the space in your heart. It's really only Him. And see, in the world we live in today, that sometimes people, they chase after more money because they think, man, that maybe that'll make me happy. Maybe that'll fill that shape in my heart. They chase after relationships with others. They chase after the career moves. They chase after things. Hey, and, and, and God wants us to have things in our lives. Don't get me wrong with that. But things aren't meant to fill the God-shaped hole in our heart. It's only Jesus who can. It's only He. He is the one that fills that space. And as I said earlier, He takes us from being spiritually dead in our sin and makes us alive to Jesus Christ. It's only Jesus that can bring us alive spiritually on the inside. It's Him. And so today, if you don't know Jesus and you've never said a prayer to accept into your life, I want you to lift your hand right now. Just raise your hand up high. His eyes are closed across the auditorium. If you want to say yes to Jesus, just lift your hand today. Raise your hand if that's you. You want to say yes to Jesus. Maybe there's people here that want to recommit your life to Jesus Christ today. Maybe that's you today and you want to say, saying, God, I've pulled away from you. I've pulled far from you, but I want to come back today. I want to come back. If that's you today, I want you to lift your hand. Say yes to Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit. And ask one more time. If that's you, just lift your hand. Raise your hand. Awesome. 
We're going to pray this prayer because I know there's people that have joined us online today and maybe you're there in your home, in your living room as well. And you're going to pray this prayer with us today as well. I, I, I encourage you to do so. But let's all pray this together. Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin and my past. I accept you today as my Savior and my Lord from this day forward. I am born again into your kingdom and your family. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we put our hands together for anyone who prayed that for the first time today? Anyone online who prayed that for the first time today? You know, Pastor Nick in a few moments is going to come up and share uh, some more steps about the decision that you've made today. But church, why don't we stand to our feet today? I want us to sing through this song.